you are going to make decisions and they're going to be really tough decisions when it comes to oncology world whether it's chemo whether it's radiation whether it's stem cell there's a lot of new research and um, new clinical trials and new drugs out there and it's always changing advancing and growing when it comes to oncology research and treatments and um, clinical clinical trials excuse me and the, and the big pharma companies getting ready to come out with new drugs and advancements um, and research the decisions that you make should be made solely for you and when I say this I'm not saying that if you have children that you shouldn't be selfless um, and think of them first I'm not saying that I'm saying general as a whole regardless if you have one child three children six children I mean 12 children I have 20 children you may have a whole village you know maybe a whole two ball teams you know baseball teams <laughs> joking but it may, it may be some people around the world you know what I mean you have to make decisions for yourself and you have to listen to your soul you have to listen to your heart and you've got to heed the signs but you also have to heed the warnings it's okay to think of other people when you're making brave decisions when it comes to cancer treatments oncology treatments these clinical treatments and trials and everything that's out there now it's new okay it's okay to ask for advice it's okay to sit with your oncologist it's okay to sit with your doctors it's okay to sit with your therapist it's okay to sit with neighbors friends family loved ones spouse whatever yada yada, yada best friend it's okay all right it's okay to even think out loud put it out there you know maybe if you belong with support groups or whatever but the sole decision that you make when it comes to cancer treatments should be the sole decision that you make on your own if you were like myself I, I didn't have much time I mean I didn't have much time to think of am I going to go through this or not because this is the only option we have and I was told this is the option we have we were supposed to go surgery chemo radiation well I'm sorry we just nipped all that out because your this tumor is fused around all these major organs we have to literally dissect and remove good 80% of your bowel I mean this is not feasible it's not gonna work we're not gonna get to this thing it's like dropping a penny in a buck penny in a well as I was told you know you try to find it try to find this tumor and it's just fused and stuck around all your organs everything is just like glue there's no way without it being extremely dangerous and fatal and not going to happen so I didn't have a choice I didn't have time to even think I signed on the dotted line right then and there and that's no lie I didn't have time to think and what I thought is I want to live that's the truth I didn't think of anybody else I didn't think what people thought I didn't think with so-and-so I didn't care what my parents thought I didn't care what anybody thought I didn't care what my spouse thought I didn't care God if he would have told me I would have cared what he thought I mean he brought me in this world right and when it's time he takes you back up home to heaven um, first thing I thought and the only thing I thought is I want to I want to live and I'm gonna do what I need to do I had no joke I had a lot of people I had people who uh, gave a lot of backlash 
for my decision. Um, many people told me, you have no idea what you're going to go into. Oh, my gosh. You know, you're doing fast track. Do you understand fast track? Do you understand the radiation? Do you understand how many? You know, you don't I didn't care. I just wanted to live. My decisions weren't based on what any Joe Schmo, I don't care who you were, thought. I wanted to live. The decisions I made were for myself. See, that's the thing. And, and I think people need to understand. It's okay to ask for opinion. It's okay to think of your children, your spouse, your, your guardian, your parent, your parents, your, your, your sibling, your siblings, or your, your best friend. It's okay to think of them, but it's not okay to put them into the equation and think of them first. We need to think of the decision for yourself when it comes to oncology treatments and cancer treatments, okay? You're allowed to be selfish at this point, please don't be selfless because what you're getting ready to go through is not about anybody, but the person you marry yourself. You have to make the best decision for the best person. Number one, numero uno, numero uno, excuse me, that's yourself. I run into a lot of patients um, that ask me, did I think of this? Did I think of that? Or I mean, how was your decision? I mean, who's your, I didn't speak to anybody. And it was the best thing I ever did was I made a decision on treatments solely based off of what I thought and what I wanted. Sure, I mean, I got some information of what I could remember, how they're explaining things, but at the point at the, you know, I just wanted to live. I didn't care. I wouldn't care what the side, I, I didn't care what the side effects, consequences were. Um, I was already playing with Russian roulette. I was on borrowed time anyway. Um, it wouldn't have mattered what anybody would have said. I would never have changed anything. Um, sure, I went through a lot of emotional garbage and BS from people um, that should have been there for me unconditionally, supporting me, rooting me on, cheering me on. They're emotionally, you know, emotionally um, unconditionally there for me emotionally, I'm sorry, during treatments. Um, I've said sometimes, and I've even said it to a trauma therapist, if I could go back in time and see this crystal ball of the bull, you know what, S-H-T, that um, these idiots and the hell they were giving me, would I have wanted to go, on, go through treatments where I've done it? I mean, would I? I don't know. I don't know. It was hard to save myself and then save my sanity from these morons at the same time. Assholes. Idiots. Because that's the truth. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have probably said, wow, this is going to be a hell of a feat to try to juggle going through this and then dealing with these idiots. I dealt with going through treatments and the asshole idiot morons at the same time. Sorry. A lot of curse. <laughs> I earned it as an adult. It's just the passion behind it. I'm sorry. When people feel offended, I'm sorry. Get yourself a Snickers or a Klondike bar and you'll feel better. Hell with it. Just get both. It's a holiday weekend. You're allowed to splurge. <laughs> you know, sounds good. Strawberry shortcake. You want to do a red, white, blue strawberry shortcake? Because I came up with the recipe this weekend. I'm going to be making it. 
red, white, and blue strawberry shortcake, adding the blueberries for the blue. I'm sorry. I just, I was thinking that sounds good. <laughs> sorry. Um, would I have made the decision, would I have went through it, even dealing with the morons and the hell they're giving me? I mean, they're giving me hell. I mean, it could have been like I already had my headstone made. They were probably like, had a thing of uh, a big piece of granite probably. They were probably having granite parties and chiseling my headstone while I was going through treatment. Like, God, she dead yet. I'm ready to put this final headstone on. Can we give her any more hell? Do you think it'll hurt her? That's ah, not enough. It's not enough. I still need to etch this on. She lived? All right, that's it. We gotta give her more hell. Everybody, band together. Come on. Let's get on conference call, video call. Come on, let's talk about it. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You make the decision. I'm gonna follow through. We gonna follow through. Okay, we all gotta be on the same page. Follow through. We gotta be on the same page. Let me know. Let me know if she contacts. We all have to be on the same page. We're I laugh about this now. A bunch of idiots. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. You don't do that SH-T to people sick. You don't do that. What the hell's wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with all of you? Phew, ain't enough Klondike burrs and Snickers for your asses. But anyway, I don't know. Would I have, um, I don't know. I've told my trauma therapist and uh, I told many of people and I know I said on podcast if I would have went back would I, I wouldn't have signed the dotted line if I had to deal with these morons and treatment but um to be quite honest uh um I don't know how I did it but I did I dealt with the morons and I went through some harsh ass stuff and I paid the pipe piper the consequences but I'm telling you right now that sole decision decision I made for myself don't feel bad don't feel guilty don't feel like when you make the decisions on treatments and you're a cancer patient in your oncology world don't feel bad by the decisions that you make and you make them i'm telling you i'm telling you right now please make those decisions for yourself make the decisions of treatments any kind of options maybe you want to go on a clinical trial maybe you're on weight you make those decisions for you. You are not to make those decisions for anybody else, okay? I know, it sounds bad. So you're making decisions because you have children, okay? Your children, when they get older, will far more respect you and understand that you made decisions for you because you are saving your life. You are making decisions, okay? Sometimes these trials and these drugs may shorten your life. You may not be able to handle the side effects. You may be given a list of side effects. I'm telling you right now, no oncologist knows the true um, logistics of every side effect. I mean, my team was straight shooters and they told me, I have no idea how you're going to feel as far as after the treatments each day when you go back home or after we're finished with all the treatments, or what are you gonna feel next year, years from now? What kind of consequences? What are the side effects? How's it gonna affect your body? I mean, they told me point blank, anything's possible. There's not enough, as they said, there's not enough symptoms or complications for us to even, we don't even know, we can't predict, and no patients ever like, so we just don't know, you know? They could tell me one thing, which is truth. Is this going to feel like a red hot ant fire burn from hell? 
you know, times, six, seven, however many. I think it's like, I think I saw eight rounds of radiation. Um, was either eight or nine. Um, in one session. That was disturbing. I think of it now. I'm grateful that they didn't tell me. Um, yeah, I'm going to light you up like a Christmas tree this many times when you're laying there. I know. I always wonder why the hell is this thing not effing stopping? I thought it was just supposed to be one dose, one zap. It did sound like a soft shotgun every time the radiation um, was getting ready to um, external beam. It was just. I mean, it's. That's lightly. What I really need to do is get on one of these uh, loud horns. You know, it's a loud ass speaker. Because, uh. After the first uh, two sessions, I knew I was, I knew what I was in for. Um, to say I didn't have anxiety would be putting it lightly. Um, but I maintain, it's interesting, it's the truth. Um, I smiled. I had a, um, I put my brave face on. I called it a warrior face. I made jokes with my team, my oncology team. Um, I laughed even when I was puking on the table and they had to rush in and give me something. Don't worry about it, we'll clean it up. Um, there was times, there was so much. Now I realize it's so much radiation. Um, I would have to have, it would take two, uh, Towards the end of the, set of the treatments, it would be three of uh, my oncology team would have to come in, three of them, just to help me get up off of the uh, radiation treatment table. Uh, white puke out of I mean, I had to get puke out of my hair. I had to wear beanies. I had to get... Um, uh, it was... Uh, Sometimes I just get comfortable. I take my shoes off. Um, I couldn't remember. Well, no, I didn't even know if I had shoes. Sometimes I was just so out of it. Um, and the pain. Oh, pain was hell. The pain was hell. Initially, when they first did the first treatment, I didn't know what the hell was going on. All they felt with this was this knife searing mother effing pain. And I thought, what in the hell is going on? Um, but afterwards, I told them, they said, that's the radiation. They didn't tell me. It's probably a good thing they didn't say, okay, we're ready. You ready? All right, this is going to be loud as a mother effer. All right, I want you to focus on the stars because you're just making the ceiling look pretty to make you relax, but really you're not. What kind of music do you want? What do you want? I should have just said really some loud, heavy metal thrash because really that would have probably been more appropriate than classical music I chose. That was stupid. Really, I needed some really just angry music. I would have probably <laughs> far served me better. But I did not hesitate. Um, you can't hesitate. You can't hesitate. You can't think of anybody else. You can't think of your kids. You can't think of me. You can't. You have to think of yourself. 
It's a time in your life you can put yourself first. It's okay. It's okay. You are allowed. I want you to put yourself first. And you make those decisions. These are decisions to save your life. These are also decisions to help you extend your life. Every time you make a decision on your past initial welcoming point of being an oncology cancer patient, once you become like where, you know, and I'm sorry, majority situation, they don't get to that point of the treatment's working and you're dealing with nonstop, you know, um, <laughs> complications, regrowth, you know, you deal with it the rest of your life. You know, you become a lifer in the oncology world. I know that's fair and good to say. But um, you got to remember when you continue and you're given an opportunity or a new treatment or there's something that's maybe you're on a trial and a waiting list. You're given that opportunity. You're given an opportunity to continue extending your life. Okay, yes, I know, all the treatments, there's not one treatment that doesn't come with a consequence and a side effect. Um, it's not just one, it's a multitude. I think we all can agree with that, you know? A multitude, yes, it does. You're extending your life. But at the end result, really, at the end of the day, it's ultimately your decision, no one else's. I don't want anybody to ever feel bad for the decisions that you make. And don't listen to the idiots out there, because I had idiots that would sit there, oh my God, totally against that. You're gonna wish you won. I like the, the people who, oh man. I'm a holistic means person, I really am. But don't tell me to just sit there and, and cleanse my body with some damn apple vinegar cider, whatever the hell. Whatever the hell is out there. You know those people I'm talking about. If you just sit there and you drink apple for, apple cider vinegar for the next five, seven, eight months and you just cleanse yourself out, it'll detox and get rid of the tumor and it'll get rid of all the cells and that's just a bunch of hoopla. Usually these people who do that are the people that never even walked through those doors of any oncology or cancer institute or research facility or center. Amen. Keep wishing and keep dreaming, that's all I gotta say. If that apple cider vinegar cures cancer and it makes tumors magically disappear, my friend, you got a multi-billion, billion, billion dollar visit, or excuse me, business, underneath your belt and your purse. But let's just face it, apple cider vinegar, it's not gonna cure it. <laughs> but I'm sure if you mixed it with some muffin mix, it makes them damn good apple muffins or maybe apple pie i don't know apple crisp there you go i had people who literally like really let me have it like i was just a horrible this i had uh i saved some of those emails from blogging didn't have podcasts then and the gp uh, guest resource campaign website original blog i had people literally would contact me a gp website and tell me i don't know horrible decision I made and that I shouldn't have went through oncology and God would have cured me and God was ready to call me home. Even God said, my child, it's okay. Okay. I prayed on and I know God was completely okay with me getting those treatments to extend my life. Cause really in reality, you're, majority of the treatments aren't going to save your life. Let's just face it. They're extending your life. You make those decisions solely for you. 
you can't think of what everybody else thinks or whoever else or your children or your parents or your loved one or your spouse or your fiance. You can't think of nobody but yourself when you're making the biggest decision of your life which could possibly for the low percentage and there are the miraculous miracles of cures saving your life and then the majority rules of oncology patients is extending your life okay there's no wrong decision whether you decide to go forward initial treatments or let's just face the majority of patients initial treatments you're going to go for it because at that point you're sick as a mother effer you found out you got a tumor you got cancer okay you want to save your life you're going to go for whatever they offer you up okay let's face it all right i raise my hand because i know how sick you're at that point you scream mercy okay but when you continue on as a warrior and things come up other treatments and things that are new with research and that there's no wrong decision but every right decision when you make a decision of what you're going to do whether you accept or decline there's always always going to be right when you make that decision for number one you okay you can get the opinions of people you can listen to people you can listen also to the garbage of apple cider vinegar whatever the hell is out there whatever the hell i don't know whatever the hell you know but at the end of the day, you got to make a decision for yourself. Um, as someone who had proceeded with um, a new clinical trial, a new um, form of treatment, I believe it was, um, I don't want to say 100%, but I'm positive. I can't think of the exact name of the uh, drug and that, the treatment, but... Um, I know it was based off of some of the newest research in that, with stem cell and all that, um, things going on, and uh, they were ready to start treatment. But the fear of what if, if I go through this, I may just be making my life more miserable by the side effects alone. See, that's the thing. You normal folks, you don't know what the hell. You, you have no idea. Normal folks, you better be praying and counting your blessings twice if you've, if you've never been in oncology institute. You never had to walk that dance. I'm talking about yourself. Not walk in the hands or dance with somebody else because you're not feeling, literally feeling what the patient's going through. I'm talking about all you normal folks who've never had to walk through on oncology institute or cancer center door you better be thinking your lucky store stars excuse me independence day is celebrating your independence and not having to go through that hell that's the truth i understand if you're by somebody's side a warrior's side but you're still never going to fully understand what they go through unless you feel it and you've been through it yourself that's the truth how yeah. but um this brave warrior they were going to go through the treatment. They were ready. Um, the only other option at the point is when things get advanced and, you know, you get past that five-year threshold. Um, like I am, I'm on six years. You get in that past five, 
um, things start coming back full circle and it's not it's not fun and I'll tell you right now by experience it is not easy it is hell because you start getting things happening to your body and, and secondary issues and um, sometimes sensations and feelings that you never had before you started oncology treatments and now you're offered something I, I told this person go with what your gut and your instinct and your soul feels and they had children I said you can't do this you, can, you can't make this decision solely off of a spouse a loved one you know your child or children you have to make the best decision for you but you have to go with really you have to do some soul searching step away from all social media all platforms and you could be selfish at this point as hell as selfish as hell as you want because you got to take some time out to think I told him take some time out to think you can listen and you can read and you can take in people's opinions and advice and that but at the end of the day solely taking on additional treatments to help to extend your life and possibly even feel a little better so you're able to enjoy life really because that's what the additional treatments are for after you've went through the initial phase whether it's chemo radiation surgery um, a lot of these there's a lot of um, types of treatments via pill um, once you get past that point and you have additional options in that you have to weigh really and only use a patient knows is the risks versus the benefits am I going to be able to handle the side effects if I'm already feeling really crappy like hell right now is it going to be worth adding on to this adding this and usually oncologists will give you just like uh, like this is possibility this is possibility although every oncologist will tell you I can't tell you what you're going to face or what are these complications and there's so many complications and there's a lot of what what ifs that every oncologist they don't know they just know by what pharmaceutical company and data and these trials that they have of what um, majority rules of patients had felt or experienced but anything goes with these treatments especially when they're in a trial phase and you're signing up you know to be part of the testing phase and the patient you have to make the decision based off of really what your instinct and your soul what your body's telling you are you is your body gonna be able to handle it um, in their case it was either we try this or we are now going into comfort care hospice care however you want to say it we're going to try this or we're going to have to go under you're going to have to go under comfort care because their pain was getting very bad um, I'm one step ahead in my journey ahead of their journey so I try to give the best advice and not just for her but others that reach out and we connect and we keep in touch and um, very special friends you know um, similar journeys but uh, I told her um, 
everybody could give you their opinion all day long but in the, the day you have to take some time if you got the time and they give it to you please use it wisely you have to go with what your gut says your soul you have to weigh in your mind the risks but really you have to really you know what your body's going through you know how you feel are you going to be able to handle an additional of this is this on top of already if you're already feeling really bad um, you don't have a lot of energy to spend is it worth risking to possibly lose time instead of gaining it just for a chance of this drug possibly helping to put the growth in remission stunt the growth I like to say stop it from growing so quickly growing back so quickly there's so many variables um, if you really look at it as a patient of man you know I'm, I'm I've been offered this um, this is the risk but then these are the benefits but these are the risks but there's this benefit but there's a hell of a lot of risks but there's that like that light that benefit I may be able to extend some time on my life extending time meaning being able to enjoy life but I may have and then while I'm extending my life deal with this whole mountain of side effects complications long-term risk complications because every drug every treatment has it the truth or because um, when you pass that five mark five-year mark no matter what kind of um, tumor um, what organ um, what type of cancer you're dealing with you get past that five and you went through the big treatments initially um, everybody can respect what I'm saying as a patient as uh, now things get real serious don't they now the pain gets real damn serious now it's getting real serious okay you've made it past the prognosis your initial prognosis and now what they said everything's coming back full circle and it gets worse the pain the pain never jumps down a notch I'm here to tell you and this is the truth and I'm just a straight shooter I'm gonna tell you the pain over time gets worse how much worse does the pain get? Oh, ho, ho, ho. the pain gets a hell of a lot worse. It goes past the site and original or origin of the tumor, of the cells, of the mass. It goes past the point of sight. Um, the pain travels, the pain shifts, the frequency of the pain pain has different types of sensations which this is all new to me that this is past year I've been dealing with um, if you would have told me yeah it's gonna feel like uh, like uh, ants and some weird strange like feelings and sensations and it's gonna travel from here to up to your shoulders and down to your toes I would have looked at you like uh, yeah like an exorcist girl laying in bed and had to spin on what you're telling me pain is not a joke um, and nerves that cause 
you know, the shooting and the firing of the nerves that causes the pain, which is why you feel the pain. Um, you can get all sorts of strange sensations and feelings and pains. Um, Deep-rooted ache, pain, pains, multiple. I say pains because you'll deal with different types of pain than initially before you start treatments. See, that's the thing is you have to look at where you're at now as a patient when you're offered and you are, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I mean, fortune is how when you're able to have a specialist or your oncologist come to you and say, hey, listen, I got this available or this is coming up or would you like to be under a trial? It is, it really is a gift. But see, the gift doesn't come without additional strings attached, meaning that we don't, and they don't know. You don't know how your body's gonna handle it. But you cannot, as I initially said, and I, I wanna just say this because if this just helps one person understand, it's okay. I'm telling you, it's okay to be selfless, as, selfish, excuse me, selfish as hell. When you're making a decision that involves your life, whether you're able to take something and be part of something or trying something new to extend life, to enjoy life, because really that's what you're doing it for. But then there's a part two, it can cut your life even shorter. It can cut your good day shorter. But also, um, for the person that I know, it's okay too. Whether you're a week out from starting something that you signed and you said, hey, and you signed all those papers, you know, I'm talking about liability papers and this and this is papers and because you know, let's just face it, you know, you're never gonna be able to go through any type of treatments through oncology world without signing some kind of, I'm not gonna hold this person liable, responsible, I'm not gonna sue you, daylight's out of you, pharmaceutical company, yada, 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 yada. You know, sometimes it's three pages, sometimes it's 30 pages, you know, just depends. Um, like signing your life away, you know, that's how I felt. Um, really, you're at, you're at the mercy um, of not knowing what the particular treatment or treatments is gonna do. But don't feel bad. Even if you're a week out and you have a change of heart and a change of mind, don't feel bad if you're four days out. Maybe you signed up, maybe you wanted to go through it, and now your gut starts kicking. You start thinking, you can't sleep. You start feeling like, this was, did I do the right decision? I'm feeling like hell. Am I gonna be able to tolerate more side effects? Am I gonna be able to tolerate, here, let me look at what they're saying is possibility, excuse me, of what I may go through. Am I gonna be able to, don't feel bad if you're even three days out. And all of a sudden you start second guessing yourself. Should I have, should I have signed that? Should I have made the appointment? Should I have Agreed. Should I have? Should I maybe? Don't feel bad even if it's two days out. And you're set to start the new drug, start the new treatment, start the new radiation, go through more chemo. Don't feel bad even if you're 24 hours out. I don't even care if it's a surgery to deal with your oncology. Treatments, oncology case. 
even if it's 24 hours out, you as a patient, as a brave, brave warrior, damn good soul, don't feel bad even 24 hours out from starting any of these treatments in the oncology world if you have now second-guessed your decision and you no longer want to follow through, you no longer want to go through it, you have made a decision that I made a bad decision and I had a change of heart and I'm not comfortable going through it, I'm not ready going through it, I don't want to go through it. See, that's when you know you've made the right decision is because once you start second guessing yourself and your goal and your, your, I'm sorry, gut and your instinct, but most importantly, your soul is telling you. It's telling you what your decision should be. And even if you made the wrong decision, don't feel bad for making that phone call, sending that email, logging into your MyChart, of reversing what you decided to do initially. Don't feel bad for saying, I decided against it. I've decided now, no. Don't feel bad. Don't push yourself. Don't feel bad. So, so a lot of people do this. Don't feel bad. A lot of people think, oh, it's 24 hours out and I had the surgery. I'm going to feel bad because, I mean, I got all my oncologists. I got my the surgeons already. Oh, my God, I, you know, I signed up for more radiation and I feel bad because you know that could have been another patient oh my gosh I feel bad because they have to go through the pharmaceutical company um, the pharmacy the hospital is going to be ready for me don't feel bad oh my gosh don't feel bad don't feel bad because if your instinct and soul is saying listen this is not a good idea and you need to cancel this right away that is a decision that sometimes can be a matter of life and death you went for a matter of making a decision to extend your life to possibly continue to go through it because you may feel bad of cutting your life shorter. Don't feel bad, okay? Because trust me, any respectful, respected surgeon, oncologist, radiation oncologist, whatever, okay? part of your treatment team they're not going to feel bad at all they're not going to be upset with you that you may have waited the last second to have a change of heart they're going to be actually very happy and a sense of relief that you actually made the right decision because you put aside what everyone else is telling you and thinking, their opinions and input and social media and wherever, your family, your loved ones, fiance, even your children. They're going to be happy that you put all that aside, even if it takes at the last second. And you made the best choice by the best person, the number one person. You made the choice for yourself, by yourself. Say. It's never too late to decide maybe this isn't for me, okay? But don't feel bad for being selfish. Don't feel guilty that you made a decision against maybe what your spouse is saying, maybe what your children are thinking, maybe how they feel, 
you're making a decision that's best for you. And you're number one. You have to make the decisions for yourself, the best decisions for you. And that decision will always be the right decision. Don't ever feel bad for it. Don't ever feel bad about it, right? And I wanna say, when you may be given this decision, this option of, and when you get past the five-year threshold and things are getting bad, of we have this left, or we're just gonna have to start comfort care, hospice care, okay? Comfort care, hospice care is the same thing. Hospital care, long-term pain management, is comfort care, it's the same thing, okay? When the treatment's failed, all right? No matter how you wanna say it. Um, that's not a death sentence, okay? I don't want people to think when you go under hospice care, hospital care for pain management is long-term, and you know, it's, it's, you sign the paperwork, I did, you know? It's a, it's a permanent thing. There's always that little part at the bottom, I want you to read it, that things can always change. Meaning, it doesn't mean your life is just gonna end soon. There are people who are even under hospice care in a hospice facility that defy the odds and they come off of hospice care and they go back home. There are people who are under at-home care with hospital specialists. They work with oncologists. And the care lasts for a longer period than periods of time than anyone can predict. Because no one can predict life. Don't think just because, my gosh, if I make this decision of not going through this treatment, now I'm under comfort care slash hospice care slash comfort care, however you want to say it, okay? Same, it's the same thing, it's all the same thing, okay? This must mean I'm gonna die. It doesn't mean you're gonna die. Soon, not even soon because no one can predict life except for one person, G-O-D, and that's God. There are many people who are under compassion, comfort, hospice, care, however you want to say it, for long periods of time. Even people that go under it for over a year, some years. You never know. That's the thing, nobody knows. But you're a warrior, you're a brave warrior. And you wanna live, and you're gonna fight. In order to do that, when you're making a decision that involves your life, take the time, do your soul searching, tune the world out. And I promise you, my brave warrior friend, you will always make the right decision based on the best decision, and that's for number one, you.